Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Thomas Michael Suter, along with Pat Hardick from hawkfanatic.com. Thank you, Captain Steve. Morning, Pat. Morning. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day out there. Yes, it is. Love I it. already got my walk in. Oh, great. Good for you. Yeah, I've been trying to do that early, and I just realized I'm wearing the same clothes in here the last three days in a row because I work out in the same clothes. <laughs> well, and I might, I might smell. Well, then I'm glad we're socially distanced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then. I'm, I'm glad I'm in another room. <laughs> I'll blend right in here. I'll blend in with all the other smells out here, and nobody will even know. Nobody. But no, it's beautiful out. It's going to be beautiful this weekend. Big football game coming up. And hey, just so you know, Brian Hurley's going to be calling in here. Great. A little bit after, well, he said he's out in Portland, and um, talk about his website that he just started. He's a he's a sponsor for Hawk Fanatic now, and oh, talked to him about that huge field goal he made in the 1993 Alamo Bowl to avoid a shutout. He's one of the few players that has the distinction of saying, "Hey, I scored all the points for the Iowa football team in a bowl game." Hey, now the 30 to three nonsense in 16, the that was. Keith Duncan, but didn't he make that field goal in, in that game? sixteen? When they got pounded in the Outback Bowl after the sixteen, <sighs> C.J. Beathard's last game. Oh yeah, that yeah, was yeah, Dun- yeah. Duncan was the kicker that year, wasn't he? Because then Racinos came back and kicked in seventeen and eighteen. So yeah, I don't have the scoring chart, but wasn't that game thirty to three? I think it was. Yeah, so there's. I mean, I mean, he does have the. He scored their only points. And good trivia question. And who scored? Here's one. Who scored the touch? Who scored Iowa's only touchdown in the '97 Sun Bowl? Don't know. You'd mm. never guess it either. No. Because eventually I, I, you'd say, well, Tim Dwight or Tavian. No, it was Rashard Carter. Yeah. Re- receiver from New Jersey. So you can use that on some of your Hawk friends. Bet him and just say, I bet you would never guess who. Was that his only touchdown? I, I, he may have had one other, but it, was, it wasn't obviously a Warren Holloway moment by yeah. any means. But, but it, he didn't have many. And I just remember that was, God, that was a miserable bowl game. Yeah. I mean, the 93 game was different. You just knew, and Brian will tell you, California was better. They were just a oh, way yeah. better football oh, yeah. team. Iowa wasn't very good. No. Hayden did a, a hell of a job just to get him to six wins to get to a bowl game, but then they got matched against a team that should have been at a better bowl, and they just took it out on Iowa. It was just a complete mismatch. Yeah. Well, I have tried to blot that out of my memory bank, but, yeah, it was ugly. First bowl game I – first game I covered because I started covering them in 92 and they didn't go to a bowl game that year they went five and seven I I still remember walking down the corridor of the Alamo Bowl and um I think it was set and just seeing Cedric Shaw he just was so depressed after that I mean because you know he was from Texas yeah. redshirt freshman and what have you but I will say they came back Cedric's junior and senior they what they win eight they won seven they combined to win 17 games his I still say that 96 team was better than nine and three they had no reason losing to Tulsa Remember that? Oh, God, yes. They flew down there the day of the game. 
And then Hayden did his interview. They felt disrespected. And And that was a big narrative and storyline. And Hayden did the interview afterwards, and it was literally like in a furnace room. And they put him on top of a box, and he's like, yeah, this is fitting for the way we played. You know, I mean, Hayden tried to dismiss, but I think that did come back and haunt him. They never did that again. Yeah. They never did that again. Hello. Hello. Good morning, gentlemen. Hello. Yeah, uh, Pat. Yeah. uh, I always remember Richard Carter. Mm Mm-hmm. Two C's uh, in his name. He was in yeah. one of my sociology classes, believe it or not. Okay. And he was a super nice guy. And I was so happy that he scored that touchdown. Yep. And I will, I will remember that and his name for probably forever. Well, then you would have because known the answer to that question. You're better than I, Suter. Yeah. Way better. I didn't, have, I didn't have my phone with me. I was outside. All right. Well, somebody does know that answer. But no, and I'm sure Richard, I don't know what he's doing now. But, um, yeah, he's an answer to a trivia question. All right, let's go. Uh, another thing, I'll make one more comment. Uh, Joe Winters, last night when he was doing the weather for Channel 9. What a great name for a weatherman. <laughs> it I is. He, it's, it, to me, it seemed that he kept talking about how nice it was. Now, we know it's going to be nice. But it's like he had an indication that there was going to be fans there. And I know there's not going to be any fans there. But It'll be about know, a thousand. Like, you know, Joe, <laughs> because, you know, it, the thing about it is, though, if there was fans there, it would be like it would be eighteen degrees of snowing, right? Well, sure. Yeah. Uh, ice storm, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Have a good day, go Hawks. You too. Yeah. Have a good weekend. Oh Thank no, you. this Bye-bye. we've had times where this time of year, I remember when I first moved over to over to Arbor Drive, the first or second November after moving over here, we had that ice storm, and it never thawed out until like march because i remember going out to clean my backyard and it was like kalua i mean it was just with two dogs it was baileys and cream it was not good i mean it was so that was that the year we had like 35 straight days of sub-zero temperature something like that and we had that early november like november 11th freeze and it just i couldn't go on it i just gave up and i just remember thinking when it warms up it's gonna be bad yeah we lost a bunch of our uh, evergreens that year really yeah yeah, that sucks. And it was. It, it did was, suck. I remember saying to those dogs, man, I love you guys, but I hate you right now because it was a minefield. I remember that because, uh, yeah, and we it, we had layers of poop, and then they would freeze, <laughs> and then there would be a she'd start on another show, layer. Why does this show always, always veer off into poop? I just thought it was interesting. No, I just remember that. that frozen <laughs> layers. No, it was. And see, then I never went for walks. I didn't take them for walks. They got, they had their yeah. big backyard. They played together. They didn't want to go. So eventually I started to take Lakota for a walk just so he wouldn't poop in my backyard. It was like an yeah. archaeological dig. Yeah, it was. You know, when I was in like, I don't know, maybe a second grade, I found what I thought was a fossil because it was white. And it was I poop. It was, yeah, it was poop. I brought, like it, to scene sc- nice. I brought it to school for show and tell. You're like Hayward, Hayward and Shaw, what was his name? In Shawshank Redemption when they're out trying to get um, Andy rocks and he picked up poop. This could be Brian here. Let's let's hope it is. I hope it is. Hello. Yeah, this is Brian. Brian Hurley, how you doing? This How you doing? This is Pat Hardy. Long time no talk, man. I haven't talked to you for years, but it's good to finally catch up. Yeah, thanks. And um, we got Tom Suter here and Captain Steve, and you are calling from Are you calling from Portland, Oregon, right? I am, yep. Okay. Well, just I've been out here about 
about seven years ago. Okay, what brought what took you uh, just for our listeners? This is Brian Hurley, former Iowa kicker, who City High as well. City High, and um, I will say the answer to a trivia question: Who scored Iowa's only points in the 1993 Alamo Bowl? And um, and um, that was Brian Hurley. Do you remember how far that field? It was not a close. It was a pretty far field goal, wasn't it? Long. It was 42. Okay, four. Okay, that's considerably long. But um, what brought you out to Portland? What are you doing now? Yeah, after college, I went out and got a job at Rockwell Collins up in Cedar Rapids. Okay. Huh. And they have different locations around the, the country. So I ended up moving down to Florida for five or six years, went back to Iowa, and then they had a place out here in Wilsonville, which is just south of Portland. So wanted to change the scenes, and so that's what I transferred out here to work there. You like it out there? I do, yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, I've uh, been... We're actually going to be re- relocating back to the midwest here um but yeah it's been great it's uh, it's a lot different than iowa and uh, a lot different than florida but uh i enjoy it ha. Go a ahead, whole Tom. lot different than florida yeah florida is <laughs> humidity and yeah, sweat box I, I lived in florida for a year how's it how is it a lot different than iowa brian just from day to day um i just say that you know they're a little bit further ahead. I mean, obviously, Iowa City is pretty progressive. And mm-hmm. um, what, when I went, I came back to take some classes at U of I, um, probably 2009, 2008 time period. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took some sustainability classes. And so that's what attracted me to come out to Portland because they have a lot of good programs out here for how they're dealing with the environment and, um, you know, what companies are doing in terms of being good uh, community stewards and, uh, volunteer programs, stuff like that. So that was what attracted me. I want to come out and kind Neat. of see what what was going on. So, do you have any uh, food rescue uh, programs out there? You know, where people pick, take the food from the the restaurants and the grocery stores and take them to the agencies that need them. Do you have anything like that? Yep. Oh yeah, they've got quite a few different yep. organizations. Um, that's that's a big challenge. I mean, they also have a lot more. Uh, a larger scale problems to deal with mm-hmm. the homelessness pretty pretty bad and yep and yeah. so yeah but they I think that also attracts people there because they know they're going to get help and so it kind of has a um, they have a good programs that makes it almost overwhelming because people know that they're going to get some help if they come out this way so yeah Iowa City um, has that same kind of reputation of sure. getting a lot of folks from the Chicago area but well good that's uh, sure. That's well, Brian, cool. talk about um, your website that you just that um, you've got going. Just kind of what what it is. Let our listeners know, and just kind of what you hope to achieve from this. The new Hawkeye, the Hawkeye website. You got it's interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. I set up a website maybe like a year and a half ago. It's called HawkeyeRecap dot com, mm-hmm. and basically after the games, you know, I'd, there's an Iowa bar. There's there's actually two Iowa bars out here in Portland, and so. I'll meet up with some friends there. Um, there's a couple of former players that will meet up as well. Like Cliff King was, was out here and okay. Carl Jasper. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Bradley, I think, moved out here recently. I think he played back in the early 80s. Uh-huh. Um, and then they'll, randomly we'll have people come out and uh, show up. Tim Dwight showed up a couple of times. Ed Gibson. So we'll get some. Uh, Larry Blue will come out with Larry a Blue. couple others like Danon Hughes. Uh-huh. And so, anyways, after the games, I like to go back and watch the highlights, um, especially basketball, too. Like, I don't have, like, a, I'm not, I don't have a subscription to watch, so I, I'll listen to the game and then I'll watch the highlights. And just try to 
go back and find all the videos of the game and wait for the videos to get launched of the highlights on YouTube or whatever. And mm-hmm. so I was just trying to keep them organized for my own personal benefit. And then, so I started figuring it'd be nice to have all this in one spot in a website. And I've done some website design in the past, so that gave me the idea. And then I just started building on it. And then this year with COVID, I've had a lot of extra free time. So I really put a lot more effort into building out the details in there. Mm-hmm. And, and basically what I'm trying to do is kind of capture a lot of the history mm-hmm. of the football and basketball program. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So just getting all the sport scores, finding videos if they're out there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I found some really random places that uh, some pretty cool older videos of games. Starting to build out like the old coaches and the uh, players and have just like a summary of their career plus what years they played. And and so that was just been kind of a fun little research project. And I'm just trying to get the word out that awesome. uh, I want – uh, if people have additional content or yeah, that's what I was gonna media say. guides or you know um, game uh, guides or who knows what else that has content out there that we can get online. Because prior to when I was in school, the internet was pretty new, so I think the Hawkeye Sports had a website, mm-hmm. but it was pretty minimal on what content was in there. Yeah. So. Well, I actually had somebody who was listening to one of our podcasts because you sponsor. They reached out to me and wanted to know if they could, if they had videos, they could send them to you, right? That's what kind of what you're trying to spread your name so you can get people to, hey, you know, this guy, you can get people to send you videos if they have them, right? Unique videos of Iowa sports over the years. Is that kind of what you're looking for? I'm, I don't have the setup to do that quite yet. Um, um, what I've been doing is just grabbing the things off of YouTube that already exist there okay. or whatever video platform. Okay. So, um, if there was a demand for that, I'm sure I could figure out a way to get it converted. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's. please reach out. We'll figure out a way to get okay. them online somehow. Because, Tom, I bet you probably know. I mean, I mean, with all the... Oh, I've got, I've got some interesting... T- I like the Hawkeyes March to Final Four. I have those all on video. and. Uh, really? Where'd you get those? I can't remember. Interesting. So that's kind of the stuff you're looking, though, for, isn't it, Brian? Yeah, if someone has the ability to do some conversion from tape to, to online digital format, that'd be great to connect with. Okay, they do. I don't really have that set up, but they do have people that do. A lot of people that do that. You can go online and just type in, you know, VHS Actually, to digital, and and there. I mean, there's a couple places in Iowa City that that do that. Or, so, so Brian, you were at Iowa. What years were you at Iowa? Because when I moved up here, I think you um, had just finished City High. Yeah, so I graduated City High in 92, okay. walked on 90, 92 the fall season, and then I redshirted. Uh-huh. Um, and then played, uh, I started as the hunter with Nick Gallery. That's right. So, so we traded off the first couple games, and then it was pretty evident that he was a better punter. So he took on and um, took that job. And then I moved over to kickoffs. Uh, Todd Romano was the kicker mm-hmm. at the time. Yep. And then that last game... I think that was the first game I started was Al Mobile. That okay. was my first field goal. Okay. Awesome. I do remember um, And then that. I got a scholarship at the end of that season. Uh, so that was pretty pretty exciting. What and was... then, like, uh, the after the next couple of years were really up and down. A lot of people don't remember. But oh, I do. <laughs> I lost yep. the job the next year going into the 94 season. To and, who? Who'd you uh, lose it to? 
Todd Romano. Oh, okay. So you and Romano, that's right. Okay, okay. And that team yeah, so went... we went back and forth a little bit. Uh-huh. And then I ended up gaining the, the job back later in the 94 season. And then we didn't go end up going to a bowl that year. No, you're right. So we just, I ended up the season. 95, I think I actually kept the job through spring ball and then started the year. Then I lost the job second game <laughs> after missing a, uh, an extra point and a field goal at Iowa State. And that's uh, and then Todd took over, kicked, I think, a field goal at Iowa State and then missed an extra point as well. And then the next game, Zach Bromert came in, and then he Rudy. kept uh, the job for the next year and a half. That's while right. I was there. So what was and your... then I got moved over to long field goals, and I was also doing some short punts during that time too. That's right. What you... was your and longest? Kind of kept that same program for a while. What was your longest field goal, Brad? Um, fifty-four. That's right. That was my wow. senior senior year against uh, against Iowa State, so that felt good to kind of redeem myself a little bit. Brian, if I remember correctly, you were what was your size? I mean, you were not small. When I came into Iowa, I was six four, one sixty-five. Okay, you were skinny, but I knew you weren't then, short. Yeah. <laughs> and then I graduated. I was two fifteen. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. I was yeah. About fifty pounds. Yeah, and then okay, so your last year was ninety-six team. The ninety-six that was your senior right. year. I still say that team was better than nine and three. It had no business losing to Tulsa, and I'm sure you agree. I still say that was that oh, team yeah. was loaded with NFL players. There was like 20 NFL players on that '96 team. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and I, it was you know, I didn't realize that we would be kind of the last good Hayden team. I didn't I either. Sure the team after us would be uh, the '97 team. I was kind of hoping I was figure out a way to get an extra year of eligibility because. Um, they were really stacked, but, but they yeah, f- just didn't work out that year for and, some reason. And you know, and I don't want to throw Rudy on Zach on it, but Zach Brommer missed some. Yeah, big, he missed a couple of big field goals against Northwestern and Wisconsin. And I remember, there, there, it was frustrating. That was probably the most frustrating season I ever had covering a team because that team was just better than so seven Bri- and five. Brian, do you yeah, remember sure. what Hayden's thought process was to fly down on the day of the Tulsa game instead of the way you usually did it? You remember that? Yeah, I don't. I remember. Yeah, that was a different setup. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just maybe to because um, it's a long day because it was a later game. I think it was a four o'clock start, it was. maybe yeah. or some. So I thought maybe sitting around all day, maybe they thought that would be a problem. Um, so, but I think everything kind of got thrown off a little bit. I don't know if that makes you know that made a difference or not, but. Um, we felt kind of sluggish. I think a lot of people just felt sluggish that day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe it was from jet lag or something we ate. But, yeah, I think we we were not playing that well. Um, and they were on fire that day, and I think we probably underestimated them a little bit. Wasn't their quarterback named John Fitzgerald? <laughs> something like that? I can't. I, Sounds right. I, I think he was just red. But the funny thing is, Brian, if I remember correctly, you guys scored on your opening drive. You went right down the field and scored. But then after that, yeah, it just, I think we were starting off pretty good. Yeah, and then we could not get in the end zone at the end no. of the game for some reason. No, you could not, and it was it was frustrating. And the other thing, and the '96, and I don't want to bring up a tragedy, but it's part of what I remember. The '96 bowl game, of course, Diane Mitchell losing her life on the drive down there. Texas Tech didn't stand a chance against that '96 team, it, even without that. But when you threw the emotion yeah. in from that, I mean, I, I just remember the amount of emotion that you guys had Texas Tech didn't Byron Hansbard did not stand a chance that Iowa team was no. on a mission. <laughs> and, and I knew them in Mitchell since uh, I think Mark and I started going to school together in our preschool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. just, so yeah, I'd known her um, 
for a long, long time. What a wonderful woman. Yeah, I didn't mean to bring up something really sad, but, you know, kind of want to, you know, I, that was part of what I remember about that season, unfortunately. But, yeah, the, the 97 season was, um, that was a weird one. It's just hard to explain. But So, Brian, when did you start kicking? When did you realize that, hey, man, I can, I mean, I know you had some good success at City High, whatever, but when did, when, how did you become a kicker? Oh, yeah. So um, my dad actually uh, worked with Gary Hughes with uh, the Johnson uh-huh. County um, yeah. Sheriff's Department. Okay. And they were doing security for Hayden early on before he got really, really um, famous and uh, um, so, and they changed over security. So for a while, um, my dad would come back and give me all the updates on Rob Hotland and all the tips that he got from him okay. just on the sidelines or talking to him. And so I was playing soccer at the time, playing football, but... Um, I think he's, he could see that I had uh, a good kicking ability, and so he really pushed me into uh, trying to you know, practice field goals and, and kick on that. So that was probably mm-hmm. like fifth grade, I think it was about okay. the, <laughs> around the 90, um, 85 season. Okay. I think I was about fifth grade or so, and I, that's when I remember starting to like practice it and uh, got a tee and um, would you know work in the backyard or go to the school and kick around a little bit, so... I think that was pretty early on that I decided that that could be a path. And then you ended up getting, I know you walked on at Iowa, but like you said, you ended up getting put on scholarship. And what's funny is Kirk Ferentz, we've heard him say today, you know, if I had a kid growing up right now, he goes, I'd tell him to start kicking. I'd tell him to start punting. Punting, he just says, he goes, it's, I mean, Iowa's going to Australia now to find punters. Well, they sure got one this year, it looks like. Yeah, they do. But think about that. I mean, but Kirk says, he goes, it's a lost art. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, when I came out of high school, um, they I had two 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 offers to walk on you and I in Iowa, and so I was like, well, you know, I think I can make it at the Division One level, so I want to try that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's 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 gained a lot of popularity. I think there's a, a better more appreciation for the kickers and punters these days, mm-hmm. um, especially in the um, parent system where punting is so critical and field goals are so critical. Mm-hmm. So, Brian, is it the kind of thing? Do you uh, on Sundays go out and, and kick a few hundred balls or anything? I mean, do you still kick? Not anymore, no, no. Uh, for a few years after school, I uh, I pursued football. Um, I did get signed with the Giants right out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went out there and went through training camp with them. I was competing against uh, Brad DeLuizzo. Okay, okay. Um, so it's really hard to make it sure. there because you have to beat out the incumbent. I mean, there's no backup kickers or punters in the NFL. You and they're all good. One one punter. And yeah. it's the NFL. Yeah, and they're, they're there for a reason, and they've already been there. So you have to be way better than them, or there has to be some kind of other reason, like they're you're neck and neck, and they're making way more money sure. than you. So because yeah, it's a business. Um, so pursued that for a little bit, played some arena football with uh, Barnstormers and uh, Quad City Arena 2 team. Mm-hmm. So they did that for a few years to about 2001, then I kind of gave up the – career and went into my uh, well I was working at the time and the last couple years of, of playing so I'd commute down to Quad Cities after after work and uh, just did, kind of did that for fun no that makes sense yeah now, were you two years ahead of Tim Dwight in school in school yeah and then he was one year apart he didn't redshirt he didn't redshirt he but, to Iowa. so do you remember the first time you ever heard of him as a kid growing up in Iowa City like the first time you um, was he a phenom from the very beginning? Was it just the first time you ever heard of Tim? It was him just running faster than everyone. Do you remember that? 
Yeah, I think it was like he was eighth grade or something. I started hearing his name. Okay. Um, and his dad was teaching at sure. City mm-hmm. High, too. Great um, man. So that probably hurt a little bit around it. Okay. Um, but, yeah, when he – his first game was his freshman year. They moved him up to varsity, and we were in the playoffs, I think, my junior year. Uh-huh. And, it, yeah, he ran 80 yards on his first carry. So I remember that. So that was uh, – Eye-opening. <laughs> I remember I was working at the Des Moines Register at the time taking calls. This was 1990. God, this is 30 years. And I remember the coach calling in with that score and the, hey, the, a star was born tonight. That's the first time I ever heard of the name Tim Dwight. And that would have been, yeah, yeah I remember that. Well, when I f- first started here at the station, I um, was doing the play-by-play for the football, basketball, uh-huh. baseball, You did a lot of City High games, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. And but the first game I watched uh, Tim Dwight play, I mean, first play was a pitch right, touchdown. And, I mean, and it was just uh, unbelievable, well, you know, a wall of blockers. It was a combination of his incredible speed and skill, but their offensive line was, was they incredible. just destroyed everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And so, Brian, let's talk a little. I mean, Dan Savers just announced. I know you played for Larry Brown, mm-hmm. but Dan was the defensive coordinator when you were there, right? Yep, yep. But yeah, just um, Dan Savers, I, a great man. He's been so accessible over all these years or whatever. But man, it made me kind of feel old when I realized he had been at City High for 41 years, or he's been there for 41 years. Just just thoughts on him finally deciding that he's going to at least retire from coaching. Yeah, I mean, that's unbelievable that he's been there that long and dedicated to the school. And um, yeah, he was. Um, it'll, it'll be strange to have kind of a, a new, whoever takes over, that'll yeah. be kind of a, I don't know if it would be a carry-on, kind of like what he did with taking over for Larry Brown, who was my coach at the time. And um, yeah, so that, it'll be interesting to see who kind of, who kind of fills that void. But um, congrats to him. That's that's amazing amount of time to commit to that program and just this passion around football is just tremendous. He had a heck of a career he at really City and he uh, was a gym gym teacher as well for mm-hmm. my my daughters. That's right. So when, when's the last time my you were My mom ba- was also a gym teacher at City High for many years. Oh, cool. Um, in the 90s and that's early right. 2000s. That's right. I do remember. Okay, that's right. Now it's all Diane start- Diane that's right. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. That's right. It's all starting to come back to me now. Hey, when's the last time you were back in Iowa City? Uh, uh, actually, uh, late last year, I think. Okay. My, st- my grandfather passed away. I'm sorry. So I to come back for that. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that. Um your um, school looks a lot different. I mean, they're building a Tom. You, I mean, City High looks a lot different. They're building a brand new, much Un- needed gymnasium. Unbelievable new. You're going to uh, be. You're. I mean, it's. I mean, they're running out of space over there. But man, I give them credit. They're figuring out a way to make it work. But they're building a brand new gym, and it's looking really nice over there. You'll be very you, impressed. You won't even recognize it. Yeah, it's really yeah, nice. I bet. <laughs> And, yeah, that's one thing they've definitely needed. So, well, Brian, listen, this has been a lot of fun. I'll stay in touch. I appreciate your support with our websites, and I want to do whatever we can to help you get spread the word on your website because I think it's something really unique, and I think it's something where people can help you get it set up to where people can get you, know, get you information. And I think you'd like it to where you just, instead of you having to go find the information, people can find you with the information. Isn't that kind of your goal eventually? Yeah, so I- I've been doing a lot of research on like old newspaper archives websites to try to find out even like rosters and who played when and where okay. did people grow up and what school they went to and play, you know, what years did they actually play on the team. And so some, some of your pa- um, past podcasts with some of your history with Fred Brown and stuff, those are awesome. Cause that gives me some things to look in and said, Oh, I don't have that person's name on there. Or, okay. Um, I get, it fills in a gap when they talk about their background. I can kind of summarize some of that info. So, yeah, I'm looking for 
anyone who wants to help contribute to it or they've got a grandfather's old photos that they want to send me. I mean, anything like that. I'd okay. love to try to consolidate some of that old history into one site so people can do research and I think it's great. not forget about cool. some of the old people. All right. Well, that's awesome. We will do what we can to help. And, hey, this has been a lot of fun catching up with you, Brian. I appreciate you calling in, especially so early out on the West Coast. Tom, anything else? No. Oh, wait. we got to ask. Great. No, oh yeah, we got one question. We got to ask you. We do this with every ex former Hawkeye, current Hawkeye. Tom, will you uh, take it? Away? All right, we've gotten some absolutely fantastic answers to this, and some absolutely not, not so much. It's not sports related. So here, here's the the question. Okay, Gary Barta picks up the phone, calling Brian Hurley. And says, Brian, need you to do me a favor. I need you to find me an act or a band to fill up Kinnick Stadium. Who is Brian Hurley going to get? Yeah, I've been thinking about this question. I thought you might want to, you might ask okay, this one. Okay, um, Yeah, you guys gave me some recommendations a while back. Uh, Fecal Flow and Luke Stools. <laughs> pretty popular bands out here in Portland. All right, they'd fill up Kinnick in more ways than one. Hey, I got, hey Brian, I do... That's a, that may be our best answer, but Dirk, wow. just, Dirk just reached out. He goes, please ask Brian if he would like listeners to share their old videos of Hawkeye football games with him. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, re- well, I'll give you a real serious answer, too. Uh, I think uh, uh, Pearl Jam would probably feel oh, without yeah. Oh, yeah, Pearl Jam would be great. Yeah, yeah, no, they would. Yeah, They're they my favorite would. band. Okay, that that makes sense. Um, the... Uh, yeah, if they just reach out through that website, HawkeyeRecap.com, okay. and they can just tell me what they've got, and we can try to figure out if there's a way to get it converted, or I can figure out a way to do that. Um, yeah, definitely just let me know um, and see if it's already on the site, because there is some random older games that are on there. So okay. if it's not there, let me know, and we can work out something or figure out a way to get it on there. Okay, I'll let Dirk know. Awesome. Hi, Brian, thanks. This has been a lot of fun catching up. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, thank you. All right, All right. see you. Well, that was fun. Was it? What was that? Fecal flow. Fecal flow. <laughs> and what was the other one? Loose stools. That, <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. I mean, you know, there's a band that could be yeah. loose stools at a bar. It doesn't need to be poop. You know, Captain, get your mind out of the toilet. <laughs> don't, don't grab me into this. <laughs> Technically, be toadstools that <laughs> are, are coming out of the ground. And they're just loose. Yeah. You notice so we didn't hear a blip from him until it turned to poop. <laughs> then you heard him laugh. Yeah, isn't that an ELO song? Turn to poop. <laughs> uh, that was actually a fun interview. It was. Yeah, and I and he is no, he's good. sponsoring our podcast. I want to help him because it's a it's a neat website. Pennsylvania, by the way, now. <clears throat> Biden oh, here is, we go, politics. I, well, <laughs> I know it's an election. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, sixty-eight hundred twenty-six uh, votes uh, now, uh, Biden. Uh, that, in the lead, I thought that was the same. I'm losing. No, it no. was fifty five hundred. I'm oh, losing okay. Twitter. I'm losing Twitter followers with every word Captain says. Whatever. <laughs> I had a guy stop following me the other day because he <laughs> says we're just too politically. Uh, goodbye. I'm just like, well, there, you know, this is goodbye. going on right now in real time. So yeah, you know, I yeah, mean, it's he's a, ahead in uh, Georgia by a thousand ninety eight. He's ahead in Pennsylvania. Uh, by, when's, uh, when's it going to uh, end, though? I'm just I'm getting a little tired of it. Don't well, it's know? not going to end. I mean, it'll end well, no, today just, or when tomorrow. When is this part going to end? And then yeah, the next I part I think this will end today. Uh, Pennsylvania, I mean, it's getting 80%. Well, it's because it's all, uh, all the, the votes now ends. coming in now are from Philadelphia, right? 
Yeah, a lot from, of them, yeah. from urban areas. He's and, and he's still got urban areas, Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh. So that's all that's left right and now. And he's right? getting uh, in excess of uh, in excess of eighty percent of dun, the male ends. Did you so. like them? Dun, 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 not particularly. I didn't really either. Captain, I like them. Not yeah. really. They had a couple songs. They had some good. Yeah. Don't change. Don't change is a great song. Didn't love him. I thought for a while. Didn't he was... they give you what you need? Give you what you need. Yeah. That not, I like that one. Suicide blonde. I like that one. Suicide right. blonde. I, I did not. Like. I didn't mind that one. We did that, so I didn't like. But, it. but I thought he at times tried to look like a uh, cleaner Jim Morrison. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, until bit. he uh, until he got until he whatever. Auto Let's don't even. We don't. Auto is that how he did go? Because yeah. I thought someone said that maybe they thought he had. Committed, you know. No, uh, well, yeah. it, no, it was auto. Why well, was well, or whatever you call it. Yeah. But he was having major problems with Bob Geldof, and uh, they were fighting over the same woman, weren't they? He and Bob Geldof. Yeah, there was some. Yeah. So. Sad story. That was like 23 years ago, yeah. I think. He what's yeah. his name? Michael Hutchins, right? Yeah. 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 But no, man, I remember in excess in the early 90s was they were everywhere. They were they were big. I mean, just they were huge. Late eighties, early nineties, they were huge. Devil yeah, inside. Would Pearl Jam fill Kinnick? That one too. Uh, I don't know. It, it, Pearl pretty, Jam. They would get a good crowd. Oh, I would think they'd crowd. get. A, I think they would get at least forty. 50. I do too. Yeah. yeah. No, they're they got a strong following. They're like right around my age. They'd probably. do better than Fecal Flow would. I would think so. <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> he, he was ready for that answer. <laughs> he was. God well, dang. should we take a break and yeah? Why, why and don't we take this thing to another level? <laughs> Hopefully, a higher. Going down. <laughs> Is that where we're going? Your KCJJ forecast looks absolutely spectacular until about next Tuesday and Wednesday. That's when it's going to start to get a little colder. Today, sunshine up to seventy-four. This afternoon, the wind out of the south at about five to fifteen. Today, clear tonight 51 tomorrow sunny 70 on sunday sunny 75 on monday partly cloudy breezy 73 cooler with showers on tuesday will drop to the 40s by mid next week i'm meteorologist sean cable on the mighty 1630 kcjj currently it's 49 kcjj weather brought to you by the iowa city burger hall on the ped mall 1-800-800-ROSE 1-800-800-ROSE Your FTD florist is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country 1-800-800-ROSE It's so easy, just remember one number 1-800-800-ROSE Your FTD florist 1-800-800-ROSE Remember... For a gift that your loved one will treasure for a lifetime, find it at our family-owned jewelry store in Iowa City, Pertine and Stocker Jewelers. We can show you diamond engagement rings, colored stones, fashion jewelry, and watches. Our jewelers are on site, so we can design jewelry for that special person in your life. We are Hertine and Stocker, serving Iowa City and the surrounding area for three generations. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, downtown Iowa City, and HertineandStockerJewelers.com. Ask for Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of us is always there. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. GT Car, owner of Suple Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. 
At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done, regardless of the project. Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. Visit sales at suples.net or call 337-2246. Car won't steer? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair work in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs. Brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventive maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't steer, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Diamond Dental offers a full range of general and cosmetic dentistry, as well as dental treatment options for snoring and sleep apnea. It's never too early to start thinking about what's best for your smile. Schedule an appointment today by calling 319-390-3703 or visiting the office at 5815 Consul Street Northeast, Suite D1 in Cedar Rapids. You can also visit DiamondDentalPC.com for more information. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental team provide superior care for your entire family. Hey everybody, it's Kevin here from Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your local TV expert, and I want to tell you about Dish TV. If technology, value, and customer satisfaction are important to you, then it's time to cut the cable cord once and for all. Upgrade your TV experience and start saving with Dish today. Drop by Big Dog Satellite and Solar on Blairs Ferry Road in front of Rockwell. Call 3950800 or visit us on the web at BigDogSatellite.com. We are Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your locally operated and trusted satellite TV experts. Hi, this is Steve Anderson with Hawkeye Title and Settlement in Iowa City. Whether it's a crazy real estate market, record low interest rates, or the COVID-19 virus, we are living in unprecedented times. But know that my remarkable team at Hawkeye is literally working around the clock and in unique and adaptable ways to try to make every deal close smoothly and on time. We appreciate your understanding, patience, and flexibility as we power through this tough time. We're going to get through this together. You see the same people there greeting you, and they know you. I think of my cell phone. There's not a big distinction there from family to customer. Deary Ford in Iowa City. That kind of relationship that goes deep. Taking care of you, taking care of your vehicle. It's just that growing list of friends, frankly, that uh, that's kind of been the big payoff for me. The ownership experience is going to be four or five plus years. We have to be there for you. Deary Ford in Iowa City. See why people choose them over and over again. DearyFord.com. Hi, this is Bill Eichsring of the Oxyoke Inn. Our doors are open again. Although the way we serve you is different, we're still here and ready to welcome you. We've learned a lot about keeping you and our staff safe. What hasn't changed is our commitment of trust to you and your family. Our Oxyoke family is ready to take care of you in our four dining rooms with the same quality of food, attention to detail, and customer service you've come to trust for the past 80 years. Those values are now 
more important than ever. Now serving family style breakfast Saturday and Sunday with lunch, dinner, and banquets daily. Don't forget, you can still order curbside carryout and take the comforting taste of the Oxyocomb with you to share at your family's table. Visit Oxyokin.com, Instagram, or our Facebook page for menu and weekly specials. From our Oxyoke family to yours, we can't wait to see you again soon. And we'll be glad you're here at the Oxyoke Inn in the heart of Amana. From the Hurtin and Stalker Studios in the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, this is the mighty 1630 KCJJ Iowa City. Hurtin and Stalker Jewelers, making memories, making moments. We're back. Hawkfanatic.com. Are, are we back? Why, are, why wouldn't we be? Here we are. We are back. Okay, this is the part where you guys really bring it. We're back, Pat. We're going to start breaking it down. Break the whole thing. Breaking down. it down. Breaking an, it down. I had an interesting interview with Chuck Long yesterday and wrote a story. He's basically telling the Iowa fans, you got to be patient with Spencer Petras under these circumstances. I mean, it's just the lack of reps and just all the obstacles with COVID and whatever. But he also said that that 50-20 pass-run ratio, he yeah. goes, they need to reverse that. Yeah, Absolutely. And he goes, they need to reverse that starting Saturday. And I think you're going to see a lot more runs. But that was Chuck's message was be patient, Iowa fans, consider the circumstances. And, hey, they're making this – a quarterback can only do what he can handle at that st- – Chuck's like, I wasn't ready to throw that many passes in 82 or 83. He goes, you got to grow into that thing. And he goes, they need to – he, they need to get that running game going. That's the yep. best thing that you can do for Spencer Petras. So that was kind of the message no, from Chuck. Sure. I thought that was pretty interesting. Well, it makes it, it sets up the play action better. That's too. exactly what Chuck yeah. said. And you got to run. You have to yeah. run. You just have yeah. to be able to run the ball. I mean, as great as Chuck was in 85 and threw for all those yards, they still gave the ball to Ronnie Harmon 20 to 25 times a game. I mean. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned Chuck Long there. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people don't remember, but in 1981, the Iowa Hawkeyes beat Michigan at Kinnick Stadium. And uh, <laughs> Chuck Long had one completion for 14 yards in that game. <laughs> I, I thought they won it. I thought Mich- it was at Michigan in 1981. <laughs> well... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> was the 81 game at Ann Arbor? I thought that was the 9 to 7. I think it was. So it's fake dirt giving us fake fake news. I think he's messing with us. this. <laughs> I just love the I got to retire. <laughs> God, we haven't heard that for a couple of weeks. We haven't. We really haven't heard that. What's, no. what's been the distraction? Well, what gives? <laughs> been distracted by the election? <laughs> I've been very, yes. Oh, we I, have plenty I of need time. at least 5,000 emails I just, telling me to retire. <laughs> I've just got the printed off the NCAA games this weekend. and uh, So there's three games mm-hmm. that have been. How about Notre Dame pulled? Clemson? Uh, Trevor Lawrence is not playing. He's he? not. Uh, now I'm. I think Clemson probably might still have a few enough horses to win that one. I but do, it's going to be a tough one. I'm still not convinced Notre Dame's that good. I mean, are they they're undefeated though, aren't they? Notre Dame, yes, they rank like third. I just just don't think they're that good. I would pick Clemson, but I don't think Clemson's as good as it's been the last couple of years either. I, I would think not. 
And that quarterback is not Trevor Lawrence, but he was a five-star, big, mega recruit. He's huge. He's like 6'6", 240. He's huge. He is huge. And his last name does, I believe, have six or seven vowels in it. I counted the other day, and don't even begin to ask me how to pronounce it or spell it. But it's a really hard name to to spell. Harder than Tagovailoa? I think so. I mean, I can't even Google the guy's anything close to the guy's name (laughs) to look him up on Google to have anything show up. All right, Steve, can you find... Get that guy's name, Clemson's new quarterback. New, type Google in new Clemson quarterback. And the last name's got some I's and E's and A's. It may have a couple U's in it. And I, he was a big-time recruit, though. I mean, well, of course, or he wouldn't be going to Clemson. That's all they get right now. Yeah. Um, DJ. There, yeah. You a galley. <laughs> Spell it. Spell the last name. U-I-A-G-A-L-E-L-E-I. Jesus. <laughs> Seriously, I was the not exaggerating. Heck? I mean, think about that. Think about having to learn that name as a kid. <laughs> Jesus, Mom, Dad, what the hell? Hello. That's the name of the guy sitting in front of Tiwi in the theater. <laughs> so is he, like, is he like Samoan or? I believe so. Yeah, yeah something yeah. like that, yeah. Was that a thing on Lang's dad again? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, we're taking it to another level. Uh, Michigan, <laughs> Michigan at Indiana. Do you think that'll be a I, decent I, game? Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I, the question is, is Indiana legit enough to win? These are the kind of games in the past where you think Indiana's got a good team and they don't win games like this. Right. You know, I mean, but they did beat Penn State. So was that a fluke or – what yes, it, it will. I have a feeling the way they won yeah, was a fluke. I have a feeling Michigan's going to come back and win this game. That's, I, I think so. I think too. Michigan's really up and down. I don't know what happened last week. But if Indiana comes out and wins this game, then yeah, they are legit because they've already beaten two of the toughest teams on their schedule and they're almost halfway through the season undefeated. Well, I think what happened to Michigan last week, more than anything else, was the cross state rival and who was playing well. I just didn't think – I thought they would be so much better physically that none of that other intangible stuff would matter, and yet it did. And Michigan tightened up. And, just, and Harbaugh's shown he can't beat Michigan State or Ohio State. And uh, Rocky Lombardi was just hotter than a, a It's pistol. pronounced Ooi-a-ga-la-le. Ooi-a-ga-la-le? Yes, we are like Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, ting. That, that was that. Oh, bing, bang. Wasn't that that Led Zeppelin? No, that was Dire Maker. Never mind. Never mind. Um, <laughs> ooh, yeah, galale. Ooh, yeah, galale. Yeah, ooh, yeah, galale. Think about that, though. Ooh, having to learn that name and learn how to spell that name. And he went with the first name. He's like, man, just give me initials. Yeah. You know, he's running BJ? DJ. I, it's DJ, DJ isn't it? Is yes, it DJ, DJ or B, DJ? Okay. DJ. But yeah, he was a big stud recruit, and he did okay last week, but they struggled. They had a tough time against Boston College. Okay. Uh, Michigan State, Iowa. Let's take this call. Hello. <laughs> Round two. <Hey>, Captain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Captain, can yeah. you pr- pronounce that name again? <laughs> <laughs> Uyagalali or something? Yeah. Um, Do it one more time, Captain. It's Weali-lay. Weali-lay. <laughs> That's the sound one of my dates used to make. <laughs> <laughs> what the, what is the heck? Yeah. That's kind of harsh. What are you trying to, this is on the air. <laughs> <laughs> that was his encore, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Did you guys do encore, Shooter? 
Uh, yeah. What's the most well, on, you, What's the most you ever did in a show? I think a couple on. Is that usually one or two? two is usually the on. We might have had a few that we did three. The Grateful Dead would do an encore, and it would take three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, just the one song. Stage for seven hours. Yep. Well, in the first couple of years that we did, my brother Stevie, who was in the band with us, uh, you know, said, what are we going to do about the encore problem? You know, because he wouldn't want to sing, sing the encore. Called it the encore problem. Hello. Steve Cohn, how are you guys doing? Doing okay, Steve. All right, Steve. Yeah, the thing is, um, Iowa needs to win, as we know. Of course, the running game is definitely going to be a factor. I mean, we've known this for ever, and I think it showed last week for sure. Oh, without question. Yes. Did you guys see who's the coordinator for uh, Michigan State by chance? Um, isn't it the former Northern Iowa right. qu- quarterback, Jay Johnson? Yeah, I didn't know much about him until I read it. I just didn't know if people were aware of that. That's kind of an interesting twist, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was the one who actually started ahead of Kurt Warner for three years, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It sounds, sounds uh-huh. like he has a he was a pretty good quarterback in his own right. Yeah, no, he was. I remember him. I mean, yeah, he was pretty decent. So yeah, that's another story. I just story want to share on. that with you, and uh, thanks again. All right, thanks, Steve. Steve. Bye. But yeah, Jay Johnson uh, played at Northern Iowa. He's uh, working with Rocky Lombardi right now. So, uh, like I said, there's there's no sure wins in the Big Ten. No. We started that last week. No. Sir, is the line six and a half favoring Iowa? Is that's that... the last I saw. Yeah. I don't follow that very closely. And I don't but... either, but I think that's the last I saw. But um, and that sounds about right. I just, if, now if Iowa loses this one, like we said, I mean. I'm not ready to say the wheels are falling off, but you're almost halfway through a shortened season and you haven't won a game yet. And you still got to go to Penn State, which is not going to be easy no. even without fans. And at Minnesota. And that's not going to be easy because I know their defense is horrible, but Minnesota's going to score three or four touchdowns on Iowa. I've said that before. and I, Their offense is good. Oh, real good. And I'm not sure what's going on with their defense. I mean, I, I understand there's COVID and whatever, but everyone's going through COVID. Um, Ambrose, St. Ambrose, the whole – uh, athletic department every t- team is uh, shut down and now they've gone uh, online no why is it spiking there yeah it's in davenport it's huge there yeah it's huge there so uh, ambrose is is online augie uh, augustan is online well oh. yeah it's uh by the way uh uh georgia uh, just uh, jumped to uh, fifteen hundred seventy-eight votes ahead from what? for Biden. From it was a thousand some. Uh, it started out uh, at six hundred. God, it's like every vote now, does count. <laughs> it's just coming. Yeah, it's a slow process. Slow process. But he's he's still jumping up. He's taken a good seventy to eighty percent of the mail-ins. Well, and that doesn't surprise. I mean, that's what no, that's was what anticipated. the Democrats yeah. said. Mail it in. Yeah. So I mean, no, it makes sense. That's going to be an did. interesting couple months. That it is. Yeah. Back that to sports. Is. Back to sports. Get uh, back in your lane. So I, I kind of, I'll go ahead and and say, and I've said, I think Iowa will win this Saturday. Um, but I've said it two weeks in a row, and I was wrong then. I did too. Like so, I said, I'm writing my. Doing my picks right and just, I mean, it's Albert Einstein. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over expecting and expecting different, different results. Yep, and I'm yep. knee deep in insanity right now with Iowa football. Now, if they lose, if they lose Saturday, I ain't, I ain't picking them to win the next two games. I don't care. All oh, no. Minnesota's defense is terrible. I'm, no, I'm picking. I'm, no, I'm done. If they lose tomorrow, I'm done picking them to win these for a while. I'm sick of being wrong with them. <laughs> I'm sick of it. 
They're making me look I think dumber it's a conspiracy. than I do a really good job of making myself look dumb just on my own. I don't need the Iowa football team to help. You think it's a uh, a conspiracy? Deep swamp. It could be deep state. Deep state conspiracy. Deep state athletic conspiracy. <laughs> okay, Maryland at Penn State. Um, Penn state. After week one, I would have thought it would be a mismatch, and it may still be. But that kid, that Maryland quarterback, was terrific in game two. Well, and Maryland and Penn State's got injuries. Their two best running backs are out. Yeah. So, but I still think Penn State will win. But who knows? It's so hard. Like Chuck was saying yesterday, it's so hard to pick these games during COVID. It just changes it does. everything. You've got no home field advantage, really. You don't know who's prepped the best during the week. You don't know. You who's have no me- consistency in nothing. your lineup. Because you don't know you who's got- mentally more no. relaxed during this COVID stuff. Chuck's like, you know, COVID impacts these guys in ways that we don't even think about. That, you know, it's not like they're sitting around, oh, I'm going to get – but just things that they have to do that they normally wouldn't have to do, and their lives are just a lot different. He's like, Spencer just has not had any normalcy since he became the starting quarterback. It's just been a weird world that he's had to live through, and he's struggling right now. And he didn't have the other game. You know, no. He didn't have the – Didn't have spring. Pre- yeah. yeah. Chuck says not only spring. spring. He didn't have the preseason, you know. Well, Chuck also brought up another part that's big is just the summer on your own when you're there at the complex working with your receivers. He goes, that's a lot of when you get the timing down and the nuances, what receivers, what tendencies. He goes, you, get, you learn to know – you learn these guys when you're just working with them. They couldn't do any of that stuff because mm-hmm. it was shut down a lot of the time. You know, so, I mean, I'm with Chuck. I think you got to give Spencer more time. And he did say, same thing he said about Nate Stanley, you got to work on the touch passes. He's throwing everything one speed. And Chuck said, he goes, he thinks guys that have strong arms like Spencer and Nate, they tend to, that can be a curse too because they think that arm will bail them out of certain situations and then they end up throwing ill-advised passes. Mm-hmm. Whereas Chuck, Chuck's like, man, I had to thrive on timing and accuracy. And if you remember, there were times where Chuck Long didn't throw a pretty spiral. It was kind of, fl- uh, yeah. but it hit the receiver right in stride. It would just kind of float into his arms. You want to make it as easy as you can for your pass catchers. So Maryland, Penn State, Penn State's outscored Maryland a ridiculous, like 163 oh, Mar- to 6. When Maryland's defense is bad, I think there's games where it looks like Maryland gives up. Yeah, that, that it just looks like there's been games in the past where they just look like, ah, eh, we're going to check. Let's wait and see what we can do next week. This game's over. So. Uh, one of the best games in the Big Ten, Nebraska, or theoretically, Nebraska at Northwestern. I think, think that's, that's going to be a good game. Yeah, I do too. I, I would wish I, it's at a, I wish I could watch it. What time is it? Uh, same time as ours. Yeah, see, I won't be able to watch That's a, That would be a fun game to watch. I think Northwestern's going to win, but I would not be surprised at all if Nebraska won that game. No? I really no. wouldn't. I, I really wouldn't. Now, then you got Ohio State, Rutgers. At, I mean, Rutgers is getting better, but let's, they're not going to. I don't think they're going to be very competitive against Ohio State, do you? No, they, but they are getting better. They're getting better. But, Greg, but no. Well, you know, Greg Schiano was a good hire, but, man, they paid out. They paid a lot of money to Isn't get him back. like $5 million oh, a year? a ton. I mean, and, hey, if you can get it, more power to you. Oh, do you yeah, guys st- I think Ohio State will win extremely easily on that one. Did but. you guys see that our favorite band, System of a Down, has a new album and two new songs coming out? Do For they? the first time in 15 years, Captain. <laughs> What do you think of that? System of a down. I think they could have waited a couple more. Years. Well, I guess they're doing it. I guess they're from Armenia, and their homeland's in a war. Right? They, I guess some of these songs Yeah, were, it's in a bad war. Some of the, this album or these songs Not that were, there's a good war. Well, no. Yeah. It's really vicious. But, um, and it sounds like at least two of the songs that they've just released were about the war. So, I mean, I... Um, sounds like a perfect timing during a pandemic. Let's have... War, <laughs> yeah, why not? So is this just civil war, or are they? Who, who's fighting? I have not. Uh, f- well, what's their country? 
It's Armenia. 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 But is Armenia fighting within itself, or is Armenia fighting? No, it's fighting somebody else out there. Can't we all just get along? Uh, no. Evidently, no. Evid- no. <laughs> no, evidently we cannot all just get along because we never really have. Who do who do the Cyclones play? Baylor? Yeah. Oh, Dylan Doyle. Is that at Baylor? No. I think Iowa State will win that. And that'll I make do too. Them, what will they be, 5-1 and one in the... They're, well, yeah. I can't pronounce that. I, uh, I can't it. pronounce any of it. Any of what? The oh, name of the country? Yeah. Or that Clemson? Are we back to the Clemson quarterback? Uh, Azerbaijan. Oh, Azerbaijan. Okay. Yeah. So Armenia is fighting against Azerbaijan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But no, I just saw that they put this first album out in 15 years, and it was in response to the war in their homeland. Can't be expected. I didn't graduate. Imagine that though, being a band not doing something for 15 how long has um, landslide been gone when did our last gig was uh march of 1991 wow so you you quit three months before i moved up here i moved up here in june of 91 and then i started at the station the next year i haven't been in radio in 26 years So what did you do during that year before you got in radio? I was an activities person at Greenwood Manor. What's Greenwood Manor? It's an old folks home. Uh, oh, okay. Actually, I, I loved the job. It was it was hard what you just mean? because you know you lose so you get to know the sure. residents and you lose them and yeah. you want to help them and you can't. No. Interesting. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. So. Yeah, I enjoy. I liked it. Okay. But, I, I knew I didn't want to do it as a vocation, but, you know, it was a good interim. When did Ann start working at Iowa? Uh, 1992. Oh, so she got... Or right, 91, maybe. So right away. She, Ann got a job pretty quick. She worked at uh, Prusel School of Music for a very short time. That. And then got a, a soft money job at the university. What soft money job mean? Uh, grants. Oh, I see. A, okay. I see. Okay. All right. Well, enough of the life of Tom Suter. Then let's talk the life about... life legend. Then let's talk about 0-2 Minnesota at 0-2 Illinois. That's a t- I think Minnesota's going to win. I would think. But, like I said, it's another one where I would not be surprised. I mean, I'd give Illinois more of a chance during normal... I mean, I know people say, well, Illinois doesn't draw any fans. Well, they would still have 30 or 40. Yeah. There. They would still have some. I think Minnesota, I just think Minnesota's going to score a lot of points against Illinois. I'm not sure if Illinois can do answer that back. I think they will score some points because Minnesota's defense is porous. It is terrible. It's bad. Well, let's see if there's anything else that jumps out at us. We already did Clemson, Notre Dame. Pac, the Pac-10 gets Pac- uh, Pac-12, whatever they are. I have no interest in any of those teams out there. I just don't think any of them are very good, do you? Well, we saw that the USC had some problems at the end of the last year, for sure. They were a mess. They were. I don't think either Arizona or Arizona State's that good. Stanford's been down. Oregon, I, Oregon, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, Oregon's been good, but they, they've been down compared to what they were at their really, peak. Yeah, there really does not seem to be a really good team in the Pac-10 right now. Um, Utah has been better. They've been, yeah. But. I know, I think their coach just signed an extension, too, Kyle Willingham. He's been yeah. there. He's, He's been, been there, there for a long a, time. Hasn't been there he? a long time. Yes, he has. So, but so Stanford at Oregon—that's might be interesting. But 
No Who idea. Who knows? No, I don't know any much about these Pac-12 teams yet. I don't know how they're going to. And if we don't, and um, it's their first games, so yeah. we don't have even one game to go on. And now, for them, weather's not going to be as, obviously, as big a fact. They can play into November and December, I mean, yeah. and it's not going to be a factor. So I just hope the Big Ten and the Pac-10 can play, Pac-12, I should say, can play a Rose Bowl. I think that would be something that would, re- now it's going to suck because it's going to be empty. It's always going to, there's always going to be an asterisk by this but if season. You, and- but if you, the more you get out of the season, the better. Can we agree on that? If we can get some bowl games and what have you and get this season to sustain. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Iowa right now, there looks like it's going to be three for three. And I think it was Gary Barta released yesterday. I think it was Docterman must have been at the board and control. Let me find, let me find, let me find. Um, let me find this. You guys talk. Let me, uh, <laughs> How you doing, Sue? Pretty good, Steve. How are you doing? Uh, just great. How do you think the uh, South Alabama Coastal Carolina game is going to go? Uh, Alabama. Wrong. Coastal Carolina's six and zero. South Alabama three and three. I think they got it coming. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't, but I think they do. Coastal Carolina is at home. They're ranked number fifteen in the country. Oklahoma State, K State could be could be interesting. I'll take uh, Oklahoma State in that one, so, even though it is at K State. Um, okay, here we go. Doctorman quoted Gary Barta. I'm sure this is at board and control. Big Ten testing change this week. Gary Barta, if a student athlete tests positive with a rapid antigen test, we will be able to test a student athlete on either team with a PCR and get that result before the game. If they test negative on the PCR, they'll still be able to play. Oh. So that's that's a a step, and I guess it... Step in the right direction? Well, it also seems to be a step in avoiding false positives. Uh-huh. So we'll see. I mean, it's, I mean, it's another step. It's just we're, we're getting better at what we're doing, it sounds like, mm-hmm. and to where... Next time a pandemic comes around, boy, you think we'll be ready for it? <laughs> no. <laughs> so where Louisville uh, and their their games canceled? Louisville I saw that. was it Virginia? I believe so. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, it's. And Wisconsin, Purdue, of course. Is Hello. Hey, Captain. What? <laughs> you know the worst thing about having a pandemic here in football we're gonna have to eat the popcorn for the last game last year next spring (laughs) next spring what at the spring game do they serve popcorn at the spring game oh no maybe it means baseball oh maybe you're trying to save them who knows? It, did, it didn't work. Who knows what he mean? No, you did not give him a rim shot. <laughs> uh, no, you guys don't not, just hand out rim shots, do you? It did nope. not work. Nope. Captain, you sound tired. Yeah, I've been up. <laughs> I've been up. Didn't couldn't sleep much last okay, night. Now this should uh, couldn't help. sleep at all. This last... should help your Twitter of followers. Uh, Trump is gaining slightly in Arizona. Uh, Biden's still ahead, but. As the votes come in, he is gaining slightly. I mean, he could come back. He could still win. Sure, he could. This thing is not over. Oh yeah. Well, not if uh, the president, if if either or uh, Georgia uh, or uh, Pennsylvania uh, goes to Biden, it's done. Yeah. Oh yeah, he just needs. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. So So we'll see. Hello. Hey, what would you rather have, a Biden victory or the address of that last caller to go beat the hell out of him? 
<laughs> wow. That's me. As you're laughing. The collar's turning on each other. <laughs> Gee, that never happens here. No, no never. No. <laughs> Hello. The election's not over till my ex-wife sings. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> He did say election, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Hello. Hey, dude, I just finished doing your wife. That's the address. <laughs> I'll give him one for that. That was, a, know, that was a good recovery. We could actually drift on to Gigi Allen and it would be a step up. <laughs> I'm not feeling the, the Gigi Allen thing today. Yeah. We we approached poop in a different direction earlier. Well, we don't really talk about Gigi much. I mean, we mentioned him, but much. we haven't really had much of a conversation. Not since you watched the documentary. You we don't need had much of a conversation. You don't need more. You've you have you've obtained the knowledge. Well, plus we've gotten the best call we're ever going to get about Gigi. Well, the, the guy, guy from that Illinois. was at the contest. At the concert. but timed yeah. it to where he got there after the poop. Yes. Yeah, yes, that's the best part. Yes. So, but um, but no, you've read. You've but seen, we're never going to top that. On no, a, and you've seen the documentary, so you know all about him now. There's yes. no, there's no mystery. There's no mystery involved anymore. Yeah, none. So, are we going to get these? Like, are any of these vote tallies going to be done today? Yeah, God, we're going to know. Pencil, we're going to know Pennsylvania. Or we're going to know a good portion of it if he passes. I'm just sick. What of they're it. thinking he's going to do is pass fifty thousand, and they're pretty sure he's going to do that. Uh, Past fifty thousand. What do you mean? Be fifty thousand ahead. Oh, he's that. Oh, and if he's that far ahead, uh, then yeah, because they still got a ton of votes out. I mean, they got a hundred thousand some votes out. Yeah. Um, uh, in Nevada, he's leading by eleven thousand four hundred thirty-eight. In Arizona, it's forty-three, uh, five sixty-nine, and Fox News. And Associated Press are still sticking with he's winning Arizona. That's what they're sticking with. Fox reported that like three days ago, didn't they? Yeah, Yeah. with AP. Oh, they both use the same uh, research firm. Yeah. Uh, And Fox claims, and I checked it, they haven't been wrong. Um, Now there's like, uh, I'm getting stuff from from my family that... uh, they're having a major uh, shouting match inside Fox uh, because they are not allowed to call Biden the president-elect if he gets the president-elect. It's petty. Yeah, well, the news um, uh, part of it, they're pissed. Yeah. Hello. Uh, Wow, that's weird. They waited until we... Till we answer. No, I, they just started ringing. I mean, they weren't ringing before. So. Yeah, no, that, that was weird. So, yeah. so you're going to have good weather tonight for your football we game? We are going to have great weather, and we're going to have, I mean, 75 tomorrow? Unbelievable. I turned my heat off. I'd had my, I'd, I mean, hell, I may have to turn my air on tomorrow if it gets warm enough. Hello? Chris Wallace has already gone against Fox. He already called President-elect this morning. Oh, that doesn't surprise Even me. Even before the Yeah, I mean, let's wait till he is yeah. President-elect. Before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. No, they've had it. Well, he's president-elect with Fox because they're already saying he's getting Pennsylvania, too. They've called Pennsylvania? Fox has. (laughs) It's too close. It's like they're just trying to piss him off. 
That's way too close. Well, they're looking at what's coming in. And oh, the I, fact I know. That the, but I'm with know, Tom. I the, still say it's too close. Well, I agree with you. I'm not... Yeah. What is it? Don't count your eggs until they're hatched? Is that it's, what you were taught as a kid? Yeah, well, if you're sitting on eggs. And I, I never had, you know, I mean, I never understood that because I didn't live on a farm. And Don't any, count your chickens before they're hatched? Yeah, chickens, not eggs. Yeah, what am I saying? The eggs don't hatch. <laughs> don't count your chickens. No, don't count your chickens don't hatch. Yeah, they do. They okay, they come out of the. Okay, yeah. I see. Okay, don't count your chickens until Before they're hatched. Is that the same? Yeah. I believe so. That's what. Okay. Yeah. But I never had chickens either. Did you ever have chickens around your house? No. No. I dated someone that had chickens. Aren't they? Don't they just poop everywhere? Yeah, Actually, they, I take that back. They stink. We did have, for some reason, we had a bunch of chicks one year. I never understood why people and would watch. It, it was a cluster. It was just a complete cluster F. What do you mean? Your family? Yeah, we for some reason, we bought a bunch of chicks. Why? I, I can't remember. Hello? That would be weird. <laughs> you see, Pat? Uh-huh. <laughs> on, a daddy, on a daddy chicken and a mommy chicken. <laughs> really, I... really like each other. <laughs> They do a special hug, uh-huh. <laughs> and then the mommy chicken has an egg. Uh-huh. <laughs> she keeps it warm, uh-huh. <laughs> and then the baby chicken pops out. <laughs> yep, that egg hatches. <laughs> yep, this, I was I was confused there with my sayings. This science lesson, but no, I I I would think it would be gross to have a chicken just around your house. They stink. Well, I think my brother Billy. Yeah. I think got a bunch of a bunch of chicks. And we had, you know, had that, a light to keep them warm. And of course, some of them died. The dog killed some of them. It was a God, cluster. It's like a, well, the, oh, it was a, well, a cluster. And if you want to keep chickens, I don't know. I saw the the estimate, and I talked to some people because we got chickens in Iowa City. Uh, it cost them like fifteen thousand dollars to do a proper setup. Ugh. Yeah. So well, you know, we're sustainability. Sustainability. So basically, Billy ran like a death camp almost. Yeah, he's for a, a chicken, while. A chicken Auschwitz. For <laughs> for a while, but then we ended up giving it. I mean, the attrition was. So was, not only were they dying from the circumstances, but there was also a dog there willing to kill them. The dog trapped a few of them behind uh, some. Plywood boards. So the chickens were probably like, why the hell did they bring us to this place? When I was in Muscatine, um, this guy came in. The first time this guy came in to cut his commercials, he sold chickens, this guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he brings in a a wooden crate, and it's got chickens in it. And he goes up to the microphone. He's doing his spot. And to get the chick, You know, I got sound effects of chickens. Yeah. You know, oh, he just got the chickens. And he starts rattling the box back and forth. <laughs> I, I threw a fit. I said, what the hell are you doing? You're going to kill him. Why I got he... a ton of them. He goes, I got a ton of them. Well, why did he rattle the box? To make them uh, you know, cheap. Cheap. And they're, cheap, they're talk cheap. A little, and... Talk a little cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah. Well, a little yeah. more. Interesting. Cheap to death. I mean, I got sound effects. Oh, I had somebody um, texted me, and they wanted to know who we think will be the next Iowa football coach. They're not saying they're like, I don't think Kirk should be. But, you know, it's a, it's a, 
I think it's a legitimate. It's a legitimate question when the head coach is 65 years yeah. old. We're not saying he should be fired no, or anything. Not at all. My guess would be right now, if I had to guess, if things happen within the next eight months to two years, Jay Norville. That would I be think my that, guess. That's a, a good possibility. That would be my guess. Nevada's 2-0 and right now. they got a pretty good team. He's done pretty well there. He's very well respected. That would be my guess. And it's just a... And he's a person of color which would would help uh, under the circumstances help, yeah. and he's in his prime he's right about my he's 55 mid 50s he's you know he's not getting any younger but he's in his prime i just think the bobby stoops thing is just not realistic i mean i Mm-mm. he's I 60 so. he was burnt out on recruiting i've been told that he was tired of doing the social media game and what have you and i don't see that i i think jay norville another name that's been brought up is jerry montgomery now, I could see Jerry Montgomery coming and being Jay Norville's defensive coordinator. Jerry needs to be a coordinator, I think, before, um, before he would get a head coaching job. But, um, but yeah, that's, somebody asked me that. Who you, that's who I would guess right now. I think the bloom may be off the rose a little bit about the Mark Stoops thing. I think that, too, and I think Brett Bielema's ship has sailed. I, 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 do, I do, too. You know, I love Brett, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, but I just don't see that having much momentum now. I think the circumstances have changed now. If Nevada ends up going two and six, Jay's got to keep winning. Yeah. I mean, he, you're, they're not going to hire him if he's struggling. But, no, there's just a lot of people that like him. And if you remember, his father, I believe, was an administrator at Michigan State. So, he's, I mean, Jay would check a lot of the boxes. But he's got to keep winning. So, there, there's that answer to that. That's a fair question. And we're not saying that Kirk should be fired. I'm not saying that. Someone on the Freak Show said that done deal uh, – Bobby Stoops is going to be the next athletic director at the University of Iowa. And Are you talking about Cakert's board? Yeah. Yeah, I, whatever. Yeah. No, knock on Tom. Tom's great. I just No, I like Tom a lot. I don't but I don't believe half the no. if they're not ripping me on there, they're saying stupid stuff like that. You're not their favorite. And I consider <laughs> well, that a badge in all of fairness, honor. Suter, neither are you. Oh no, I'm not. But for different reasons. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, they've never. I mean, my stuff dates back to Alford. Yeah. You know, and but they don't like you, I think, because you. They think they you're kind of like a Pollyanna. I don't know, but they don't. I'm not a. No, I'm not, a not too crazy about the radio station either. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> you know, so. But I have not been on. Have not been on that board. Well, I don't have a subscription. I don't. But I haven't been on that board for years. Hello. Hey, this is the uh, my pillow guy, mm-hmm. and uh, I, it's been this last few nights have been rough. I've been fluffing pillows at the factory, and uh, I keep uh, waiting for these ballots to be counted. And I'm telling you, it's going. Not, it's just going down. <laughs> you just cut him off, harsh. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. Hello. Hey, I haven't been able to listen just to tail end today. I don't know if you talked about this, but I think even more than head coach, I'm wondering about athletic director. I don't. I like I like Barta as as a person, but we've had so much go on the last you know five years at Iowa, and then getting a new president. And I I'm hoping Iowa either goes diverse or goes female with the next president. We need we need a change, and I'm not so sure. How um, you know would would Bart Alaskan or new administration, given what what's happened? No, in that's, the last a fair, five years? that's a that's a fair question. We talked about that a couple of shows ago. That, yeah, I mean, uh, once they get a new president here, everything could change. They I mean, mean, but they're going to look at how much money he raises. That's 
I mean, I think uh-huh. that, oh, I think that yeah. will help. But, I yeah. mean, yeah, I'm not saying Gary should be fired, but there's a lot of fans that don't like Gary anymore. They, they, no, that's true. There's a, that's a, yeah. gro- there's a growing group of fans that are tired of it and they're tired of this type of scandal and, and, and discrimination in all these cases, you know, sexual discrimination, racial stuff, just all this different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just, and it's just not good. And so we'll see. But I don't think that caller's question. I think there's a lot of other people wondering about this stuff too. So, but yeah, but I'm trying to think of an AD. Name the last Iowa athletic director. I mean, granted, they've only Bob Bowlesby was good at fundraising. I mean, yeah, there's just a great it's fundraising. Part it's part of the job. Yeah, I, and if that's why you would keep Gary, to me, it's got to be more to it than that. I mean. It seems like the when things are going well with Hawkeye Athletics, it doesn't matter who the AD is there. They're going to be able to raise money. Now, Gary's good at it. He's very personable. I, I like is. Gary. Gary, I find way more personal than Bob Bowlesby was. Yeah, I'm not a big Bob Bowlesby guy. I, Bob and I didn't get along very well. Now, part of that was the Alford stuff. Alford was his guy, and I didn't get along with Alford, and that kind of drove a wedge between Bob and I. But Bob, I thought, compared to Gary, was sort of condescending and dismissive. Gary's a nice guy, mm-hmm. but he's had some issues. I mean – the Tracy Greasebaum, Jane Meyer thing was not a good look. No, it was not. And it was not good for the checkbook either. Nope. I mean, between that and Chris Doyle, what, okay, what, 6.5, 1.3, how much is that? That's, that's almost $8 million right there. 7.8? Yeah. yeah, think about that. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, so I don't. But no, that's, I think that's a, that's a question that's going to be asked more and more as we move forward. And how much longer is Harold? In his job, he said he would. Somebody they find up to a couple years. He said if he had to, if he had to, until they find the right. I think it's funny. Does it really have to take two years to find a university president? I mean, you you wouldn't think so, but it's it's a pretty important hire. Well, I understand that, but we got we're driving devices on Mars from Houston, and we can't find a president. (laughs) We can't find a university president in two years. I don't get that. I think sometimes. Oh, I think some of it's. Bureaucracy, yeah, red tape, and people taking themselves too serious, and people saying, "I can't have my name come out," you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, think if it's a process, you guys should try to get try to see if you can ever get Harold on. Yeah, we've tried. I've tried. So who do you when you reach out? Who do you go to? I go to uh, uh, Harold's secretary. So what do they say to you? No, he they does. say we'll get back to you, and then they never get back to you. Never. Because, like I said, the only time I've ever seen him interviewed, other than something where he had, is the Daily Iowa. I think he gives them like one or two interviews a semester, which I couldn't, that's probably part of his job, wouldn't you say? The student newspaper. Uh-huh. But other than that, I, I, do you ever see him? No. I uh, sit right down. I, sit I saw right, him on Iowa Press once. Uh, that he, I didn't see him. I didn't watch him. But you but saw I that saw he was the on there. promo, yeah. So, how do you think they got him? It's Iowa Press. Oh, okay. And, so. I mean, it's public television. But, but I, I've uh, when he first got in here, uh, I asked uh, twice. Uh, they said send an email. I sent an email. Uh, never got back. And See, I then think that's this rude. last time, it too. this unprofessional. Last, last, well, I'd love to get him on the morning show. I mean, you know, I'd, I'd love to get him on Hawk Fanatic. Yeah. Who would he feel Kinnick with? <laughs> Fecal we, matter. We're not going <laughs> to get. <laughs> What if he did say fecal flow? Just uh, the, of, the, the, he should resign immediately. Just pulls it out of, just we're sitting there thinking we don't he's going to. If he says that, we don't need a president. We think right. he's going to say Neil Diamond or something. All of a sudden, he, he hits us with a little fecal flow or maybe Uriah Heap. What if he did Uriah Heap? 
You think he'd do that one? What were they, Easy <laughs> Living? Is that their song? Yeah. yeah. Yes. But no, I just think that, to me, a president shouldn't be bigger than the local radio. I mean, he should come on here at least once to talk to the people in this town. He well, he, but he won't. And now, David well, Scorton would have. the mayor of Iowa City. Well, oh, we had know. David Scorton. David on. Scorton would have, yeah. I yeah, mean, but we had David Scorton on all the time. Yeah. He and, didn't, and he played along, and he knew, I mean, he knew the whole a spiel. So the mayor, that's Bruce Teague, right? Yeah. Why won't he come on? Uh, yeah, you'll have to ask he him because like he won't. Because he's a Democrat, right? So it's not political with you guys. Is it personal? No. I don't I don't know. He wanted us to pull a story. Well, but oh. we asked him to come on bef- way before yeah. that. Yeah. That's weird that since you guys basically kind of share the same political that he wouldn't. That's weird. Well, yeah. I don't know what he is. Well, I'm sure, well, he's, I'm a sure he's Democrat. I'm sure he's but, Democrat. But I mean, I don't. But he would not come on from the get go. He wouldn't come on the day after the, you know, that he got appointed you know, mayor. Look about. It. We can get Fred Brown on. We can get Ronnie Lester, Jack Sigma. Well, but we, we can't can get, get the Cowsills or no Bruce Harold. Bruce Harold. But you're going. I mean, we've had uh, President Bush on. We've had uh, President you know, Obama. Yeah, Hillary Clinton. We had President Obama on twice. Uh, Newt Gingrich. But you can't um, get the cow cells. Yeah, we can't get the cow. They, it's not that we couldn't get them. They were even insulted that we asked. <laughs> That's the best part of it. That is the best part of it. The cow cells were so above us that <laughs> yeah. they were bugged that we even reached out to them. <laughs> and and the yeah. funny thing about it, Captain, is the only reason we wanted them on was to sort of make fun of them because we think so well, little of them, right? I would have made fun of them. I kind of would have. I would have made fun of them. Well, no, if they were because mean, half of them are dead. Well, they wouldn't be they on, And they died though. in bad circumstances. I understand that. But Did the they really? That, yes. Well, one died in Katrina. Yeah. But they, the dead ones wouldn't be on. So, I mean. But there was one that was homeless and died. Uh, and, and no, it was. A, it's a, okay, maybe I, I would wouldn't have, have made fun. I wouldn't have kicked them when they were down. But if they would have been mean, then wouldn't you have been mean back? What if they would have been really dismissive? All right, let's get this over. Why are we even on with you losers? What would you. What would you say to that? I probably would have laughed because that's how I react to that crap. Well, then if you, you say, <laughs> hey, Tommy Lang. Yeah. Well, all that misery and death, and they still would not come on this show. I know. I mean, yeah, they thought, <laughs> no home, they, homeless. They said, they said to themselves, you know, okay, we can deal with misery and death. Yeah. We're not have, going I on that. I live in a box, but I ain't going on that show. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could get them on Hey Lang, Tommy. Because weren't they at Riverside? Yes. yes. They were here. Yes. yes. That's why we wanted to promote their... <laughs> yes. And you couldn't even get past the gatekeepers for them. No. I mean, uh, that is still kind of... I wear that as a badge of honor. Well, it was one of... The, no. It was one of the... Uh, it was the woman that... Oh, the, the, the daughter. The daughter. Yeah. And she was kind of dismissive, right? She said no. <laughs> I don't... That's not... Dis, I would not kind of dismissive. She said... Why would I do that? Or why would we do that? And I said, I don't know. Why you're, wouldn't you do why that? We're going to be in Riverside. That? We wanted to promote your show. We don't need any promotion. How many people do you think were at their show? You well, I imagine they sold it out. Yeah, I imagine did they you did go? well. No. But she goes, we don't need uh, promotion. Weird. You yeah. know, they give, they give tickets to their big gamblers and stuff down there. So what does it hold down there? I mean, oh, f- several thousand. Okay, twenty five hundred maybe. I've never. Have you seen a show down there? Oh, seen th- three of them, I think, and they were all. I saw Greg Allman. 
I saw uh, the B-52s and Chris Isaac and Belinda Carlisle. Oh, okay. And they were all really good concerts. Chris Isaac's got a unique sound. I've never liked the B-52s. I don't they, like Chris Isaac. Uh, the B-52, it was it was a fun show, though. Isn't that Love Shack? Yeah. Yeah. They, Did they have the, B, the hairdos like they did no, back in the... They've changed? Uh, uh, yeah, I can't remember. When, uh, yeah, I, I don't just think never, so. I don't know. I've just never been. I kind of put the B-52 sort of in the same group as Devo. I never was a Devo fan. I never understood. I never Devo Devo. I never understood no. Devo. I don't I just either. never understood the phenomenon of the Devo. The B-52s, I mean, they were a good band. Yeah, but Devo, I mean, that Whip It song, I can understand that song had kind of a catchy phrase. But the flower pots on... It's just stupid. But the flower pots on the head and stuff, yeah. I just never understood. They were from Ohio, weren't they, Devo? I, don't I think they were. And I just never Maybe. understood their gimmick. But no. there was a while where they were really popular. Then all they were. And no, hell, no are pres- hell are, if they're probably still playing. It seems like none of these bands ever go away. No, they are playing. Besides the bands. We I looked don't. it up once. Well, they're not this second, but no, nobody's, nobody's touring right now. Well, no, no, but Although I, mean, I did see where Maddie Poppy is doing a, a string of acoustic shows. Who's Maddie Poppy? Uh, she's a girl from Iowa who won American Idol a few years oh, ago. And it has a ton of hits. Yeah. She I does. mean, she's been She's successful. done real well. Yeah. Hello. Lonely old grandpa Dirk. Hey, Dirk. little trivia about Devo. The two guys who formed the band were students at Kent State. Hold on a National second. Guard. Hold wait, on a wait. second. Uh, Joe Biden is now uh, 9,027 votes. <sighs> There is a God. Uh, ahead. In Pennsylvania. Yeah. In Pennsylvania. This is going to be a glorious day, fellas. Okay. okay. All right. Sorry, Dirk. Yeah. That's all right. No, that's great news. So they were from Ohio, Devo. Yeah, Akron. Akron. Okay. LeBron um, James. The, the, the two guys who formed Devo were both students at Kent State when the National Guard came in and slaughtered their fellow students. And the band name, Devo, or short for De-Evolution, came out of that experience as they were protesting and watched everything unfold in front of them. Okay. And, uh, you know, you'd have to have been alive or at least aware in the early 80s, mid-80s, when Debo was coming on. It was the beginning of the MTV era. I remember it. They were... (laughs) They were really something to behold. None of us knew what to make of them. Well, they also... Or the, the... robot-like uh, stance on stage, but God, they were, it was really fun music. They uh, stupid. Yeah, I thought it was stupid, but they did pioneer music videos because they were putting music videos on laser discs before MTV. Right? Yeah. Devo was? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder what their net worth is. Because weren't there four members in the band? Yeah. I, I can at, at least, yeah. Because they had that Whippet song was played all the time. They had to have made it. Oh, a ton by of the money. way, did we point out the other day that Randy Quaid has endorsed uh, Trump? <laughs> no, you didn't. But thanks what for doing. Surprise. Thanks for doing it on Hawk Fanatic. I just <laughs> lost. I just lost more Twitter followers. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm giving what I'm giving him endorsement. And Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas, who made uh, Bobby Moore. flew over. I love that they go. He's a great actor because Jack Nicholas. <laughs> Bobby Today Orr. would have been the 72nd birthday of Glenn Fry, founder of the Eagles, wow. or actually, technically, Eagles. Eagles. Right? There's no the. There's technically no the. Died too Correct. soon. Correct. 
Uh, he would have been. He's been gone for four years. I know. Uh, yeah. The uh, uh, composer for Devo. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Mark Mothersbaugh. Oh, he's very famous. Uh, he did the uh, for Rugrats, yes. the theme songs for yeah. Rug, Rugrats, oh, and probably, a bunch of yeah, he's probably kid worth songs. a ton. What, no, and a what's bunch his, of other movies. What's too. his net worth? Well, it says here five million. Yeah, that's all. That's what it says. That's not a lot, but I'd take it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind being worth five million dollars. Gosh, I would have guessed he'd been a lot more. Yeah, interesting. Today would have been the seventy-fourth birthday for George Young, the older brother of Malcolm and Angus Young, Ah, ACDC fame. George, the older brother, was founder of Easy Beats or the Easy Beats, the Australian band that had a couple of big hits in the 60s with uh, Friday on My Mind and uh, what Good Time Tonight. The Devo's uh, members have a net worth of between uh, 870000 and a million. Uh, I mean, they're not. Well, I would have th- think so Mark Mothersbaugh made a lot more money after Devo than he yeah, did with Devo. Yeah, and you know, not all of these things are accurate. No, none of them are rich, but except they're comfortable. For Except for Quaid. Randy <laughs> That's in court documents that you could... Well, David could Crosby do. says these are BS. Well, He David said he doesn't Crosby. even have one oh, million. crap. Whatever. Oh, he had somebody driving around in a limo during the, the documentary I watched. I mean, yeah. somebody was paying for all that stuff. Listen, he's making royalties off of the stuff, and that's just... And he's not spending crap. money on drugs anymore, is he? Yeah. No, he smokes a little pot still. But but he's not. No, he's not doing any of the he's hard not, stuff. He's not speedballing and living no. in a box. No. <laughs> Tommy Lang entering the studio, oh, everybody. Good Mark Mother's boss stuff. Uh, he almost died of COVID. And right. he, was, yeah. he was at his house, uh, and somebody, these TikTok stars, bought a mansion next to him. And we're having these huge parties where they were like having sex in cars and pooping in the street and stuff. And his wife. Told the whole story to the LA Times. It's pooping in the streets. Yeah. Why are they pooping in the streets? I don't. I don't know. They're TikTok. Philadelphia <laughs> pooping in the streets. <laughs> that was one of the things the LA Times specifically mentioned. They were pooping in the street. Hey, let me tell you, somebody who used to clean up at Kinnick Stadium after games, people will poop anywhere. Oh. Yeah. Ew. Shooter, have you ever pooped in the stadium? No. It starts out with no. poop. Yeah. <laughs> it starts with poop. What, what the hell? You guys, Corey Glover, lead singer of Living Color, turns 56 years old. He was also in Platoon. Yes. He was yes, in... he was. He's in the fact, one. He was an actor when he was recruited by lead guitarist Vernon Reed. Yep. To join the band, and if I, were any of you in Ames at Cyclone Stadium when they opened for the Stones on the Steel Wheels tour? Negative. No. I was not. No. Holy crap! Living Color may have been the greatest opening act I have ever witnessed. I mean, they had eighty thousand people in there, and the place was already, you know, geared for fun. It's a Stones concert, you know, but. Corey Glover was is just a dynamic stage presence, and that was a hell of a show. And he was good in Platoon too. He was he played a good character in Platoon. He's also been in a funk band whose name escapes me. Uh, uh, what the hell was their name? Um, I got it. Uh, somebody out there knows. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Galactic. 
and they all kind of in the funkadelic parliament, funkadelic uh-huh. genre. We play them uh, on uh, Plus. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Good stuff. Well, listen, uh, I'm hoping for a victory tomorrow. My God, we need it. We do. Uh, we do. We, we do. really need it. It would cleanse a lot of things out of our system if if they could beat down Michigan State. And I do look for the running game to open up. It has to, or else they won't win. Yeah, I think they're going to win. I agree. they got to stick with it. If it's not successful early on, don't just give up on it. That's kind of yeah. I'm writing my column advanced when I get done here. So, yeah, they gotta, they got to give Spencer some help. Well, gentlemen, enjoy the beautiful weather. Yep. Enjoy the great news rolling in t- yet today. It's- Democrat Mark Kelly has defeated uh, Republican Martha McSally in Arizona in yeah, the Senate official. race. Yeah. Yeah. And did you see that Marriott, Marionette Miller Meeks is now trailing here? No. Yes. Yeah, she's behind by... Oh, crap. Is that Rita Hart? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Rita Hart has retaken the lead. I thought we had counted all the votes. I thought so, too, but apparently there are no, other... No, there, there were votes still coming in by mail. Yeah. Uh, Hart has four... went to Rita Hart. Didn't yeah. she used to have it? Hart's just, ahead by 162 votes. There you go. Yeah, so we're going to have a recount here For sure. in this district, and uh, it ain't over till it's over. No. No. Thanks for taking my calls, guys. Thank you, right. sir. Now that's it's, it ain't over until the fat lady sings, right? I got that so one. Right. That, that guy's wife. That guy's wife. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was. I should have given him a a bell on <laughs> yeah, that he, one. That was pretty good. And we had three fake dirt calls and one real dirt call, so that's four. We had a pretty active show. It's, I looked up. It's already t- almost 10.35. Yes. We're already beyond 10. We're living on borrowed time right now. Living on borrowed time. Okay, so I, what's your score for tomorrow before we? Um, twenty-seven to seventeen. I think I have. I think I have them winning by a point. I'm just going to keep picking them to win by a point. That's what I've done. And they lost by a point, and they've lost by four points. So I think I have them winning twenty-eight, twenty-seven, something like that. I well, that's very possible. Obviously, so, we'll, well see. I do not want to be covering an zero and three football team. No. All right, well, hawkfanatic.com, check it out. It's free.